Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today we will be talking about a lot of those places to see in Oregon, 100 of those places to be exact <laughs> okay and like don't worry we're not going to actually <laughs> list off all 100 places here on the podcast today but we will be dipping our toes into a bucket list of destinations put together by a team of us at the oregonian made for those looking to get back out and explore the state now that it is safer to do so yeah and jamie i know you were part of the team that put this compilation together Mm -hmm. but i am actually just seeing some of them for the first time some of this list for the first time and there is a lot going on here so we're talking you know your major natural wonders places off the beaten path that maybe some folks wouldn't have thought of museums hotels bakeries places to eat and drink essentially everything you would want for an epic trip across the state Yeah, Jim, that's exactly the idea here. I mean, this is a bucket list, not just for people who are new to Oregon, Mm -hmm. but for those who have maybe lived here a while or maybe their whole lives who just have yet to discover all our state has to offer. I mean, we've talked about this several times before on the show, but I mean, how many Oregonians do you know who have never been to Crater Lake? I think we take a lot of these places for granted. And between the pandemic and honestly, the wildfires as well, Mm -hmm. it seems like more people are really seeing that. Yeah. And today with us on the show to unpack this list is our colleague and friend, Lizzie Acker, who's the kind of mastermind behind it. Lizzie, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Finally. Finally, Lizzie. Uh, it's, (laughs) It's kind of unreal. We've been doing this show now for quite some time and it's a little criminal. That we yeah. haven't made this happen, but here we are. Uh, you know, I'll allow you know, recording it. Recording but... in May. Lizzie says she'll allow it. So <laughs> I suppose we'll snap right to it. Lizzie, before we kind of get deep into this here with specific things for our list of 100, help us understand the scope, the size. Well, I guess we know the size, it's about 100, but the mission too of what this list is intended to be and how folks should use it. Yeah, well, we were thinking about you know, as soon as you get vaccinated or a little bit after, maybe as soon as you're fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. you might want to break free of the, uh, you know, four square blocks you've been living in for the last <laughs> year um, or, you know, 
the at least the constrained life a lot of us have had. And we thought, why not just really explore Oregon? Because it might not be quite time to get on a plane yet. You might not want to pay what is now incredibly expensive plane ticket costs. And there's just so much to see in the state that what better way to celebrate breaking out than to really see the state. 100%. And Lizzie, you and kind of our crew here of 100 uh, things to do people, not that we should label them that way, I suppose, <laughs> but you and your crew yeah. have broken this out here into four different categories or right. roughly four categories. So uh, walk us through kind of the way that you've organized this and, and maybe a, a couple of examples here. Great. Well, so we actually, it's more than 100 things, I have to say, because Ooh. I decided as the executive director of this 100 things list that we needed to not put a bunch of Portland stuff on this list because, you know, half the population of Oregon lives in the Portland metro area. And um, we are in the Portland metro area. And I thought this is a great time to explore outside of that. So um, to make some people, Jamie Hale, for example, feel better about it. I We have a <laughs> sidebar of Portland things. So it's really 100 plus things to do in Oregon. And that list is broken down into five parts. One is that sidebar of Portland. And then there is essential things to do in Oregon. Like that's like Crater Lake, like you were talking about things that you really, you know, you don't have an excuse to not do anymore. Mm -hmm. Then we have the off the beaten path, but worth it things. You know, Oregon is a huge state and there's a lot of parts of it that are hard to get to. So we put some things on that part of the list that are a longer ways away from Portland and in very rural parts of the state, but incredibly beautiful and amazing places that you should probably get to if you you can. And then we have unique Oregon items like the quirky Oregon things that you only really, I think I think we called that section only in Oregon, you know, special things that you probably won't find elsewhere. For example, my favorite enchanted forest, things that are just like, <laughs> Oh, that that's very Oregon. And then finally, we have ingestibles, which is just the only way I could think of at the moment to come up with food and drink. I guess I could say food and drink, but I like ingestibles, which is not a word. My spell check keeps telling me. And that is things you should eat and drink in the state of Oregon. So that's that's pretty much it. Well, so, I mean, obviously, we're, we're not going to have time to go through, you know, all um, 25 or so in each category. But why don't we just kind of highlight a couple few from each? So, Lizzie. Let's start with those essential Oregon places. What are a couple that really stand out to you on the list? Well, I think looking through here, you know, I'm going to just say again, everyone just go to Crater Lake. You don't have to get into it. You know, you should do that. Go to Crater Lake. <laughs> then looking down the list a little bit, I think the Three Sisters Wilderness is important mm -hmm. for everyone to check out. It's a little ways away, um, but it's in central Oregon. The Three Sisters and Broken Top are three or four, sorry, incredible mountains and beautiful from a distance, but beautiful up close. It's a really interesting habitat, very different from the uh, Willamette Valley where we live. I love Central Oregon and I think everyone should go. Yeah, that's such a great backpacking destination, of course, now on the uh, permit system for day hikers, backpackers. So before you go head out there, make sure you grab a permit. But yeah, Lizzie, like you said, just a, a really beautiful and special spot out there in the Central Cascades. Yeah, I can like just think of the smell of it. You know, just there's something about Central Oregon. Mm -hmm. It smells different and, and it, it's great. That's the new catchphrase for Central Oregon. <laughs> just <laughs> Central <laughs> Oregon. It smells different. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Well, yeah, I will take a cut of that. So oh, You'll be independently wealthy in no time, Lizzie. <laughs> 
And also, you know, if you're going to go out to Central Oregon, I think Smith Rock State Park is a place that everybody should check out. If you haven't been there, it this dramatic rock formation, it's destination for rock climbers, but it's also, you know, you don't have to be a rock climber to enjoy hiking there or just even sitting by this. It's like this idyllic river that winds around this dramatic rock formation. You got to look at a picture. It's amazing. And (laughs) I love it there. So I think everybody should go there. Safe to say, if you have not been, go. Right. And of course, Lizzie, to some of our regular listeners here, they're like, well, of course we should hit Smith Rock. Of course Mm -hmm. we should go to the Three Sisters Wilderness. Mm -hmm. Maybe not obvious destinations to everybody. And, uh, you know, outside of the metro area, a little bit of a drive, gorgeous and 100% worth doing. What I'm really interested in is your list of off-the-beaten-path destinations. So, mm-hmm. you know, while maybe Smith Rock or the Three mm-hmm. Sisters are a little bit farther away than some folks would normally drive, take us way far away uh, <laughs> for some folks. Where should we go that's off-the-beaten-path here? Well, I think you should go to Heart Mountain. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with Heart Mountain. Heart Mountain Antelope Refuge is crazy it's cool you can see american pronghorn it was created 85 years ago to protect the american pronghorn and there aren't many places that you can go to see you know that kind of animal living freely it's it's really beautiful it's a cool mountain and there's a campground there with hot springs i mean hot springs are one of the coolest best things that the (laughs) earth has to offer and it's just like these great hot springs at a campground and it's really far away from, from Portland. It's in kind of South central Oregon. There aren't tons of people there. So you have a chance to like experience these hot springs without the hordes of people. I like that. Yeah. Heart mountain is, is out there. I and, yeah. and just a, a word of caution for anyone looking <laughs> to hike to the top of heart mountain. Anyone who listens to the podcast regularly may remember my cautionary mm-hmm. tale of almost uh, dying of dehydration, oh, no. <laughs> climbing to Warner peak. So carry lots of water in the desert. <laughs> if you're doing any kind of off trail adventures, really make sure you are prepared for it. But yeah, otherwise beautiful spot mm-hmm. way out there. It's totally remote. I think it's a great choice, Lizzie. Okay, good. I was going to say, I mean, I guess I haven't gone like serious hiking there. I have just more chill adventure, but please don't, don't anyone die. (laughs) Well, Lizzie, what's another one from this list that you, that you feel like you want to recommend? Just looking down here. I, well, okay. This is going to be strange. Maybe strange. It's not strange, but the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge. I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. might know that from a news story several Mm -hmm. years back. Um, where it was taken over. <laughs> when I was a, like really little, when I was like a toddler, my dad was doing field work out there and we like lived there in a couple summers when he was doing work for several weeks at a time. And I just love it out there. It's another pretty remote place, but it is full of birds and you can go there and see birds that you can't see other places. <laughs> and hopefully it won't be taken over by you know radicals or anything either. You know, one can hope, uh, Lizzie. One can hope. Probably I think they already did that. Experience. Yeah. But you can see some sandpipers, really nice sandpipers. <laughs> <laughs> and Lizzie, I learned something about you here on the show. I didn't know you had lived out there. I didn't know there was that personal connection. So, Just for uh, a little cool. bit when I was a little, little kid. Pretty magical place to be a little kid, though. Yeah, uh, it and is. And it inspires the love of the outdoors. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. 
Not bad. Lizzie, because I'm so intrigued, one more for us before we move oh, on man. from the off the beaten path. I know we're stressing you here on your list of 125. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. You know, I'm going to pick one that I actually haven't gone to that I would really like to see, which is Fort Rock. So mm-hmm. I haven't been there. Jamie, have you done Fort Rock? Yeah, Fort Rock is a really, really cool rock formation out there in the central Oregon desert, just south of Bend. It's what's known as a tough ring, T-U-F-F ring, which is a, I don't know the exact volcanic geology behind it, but it is a a very sort of specific kind of volcanic formation. And it's super cool. You can kind of hike around it. You can hike up inside of it. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a really cool pit stop when you're driving out kind of into that remote central Oregon wilderness area. And there's some amazing history there, which I I thought was pretty cool. found woven sagebrush bark sandals in a nearby cave that researchers determined were between 9,200 and 10,500 years old, which could be some of the earliest evidence for human occupation of North America. I just, I just think that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, thanks for, for reminding me of that, Lizzie. That, that is one of the coolest, I think, archaeological discoveries in Oregon. Yeah. The cave they were found in is just right next to Fort Rock, and, and they used to do tours of that cave. They probably will in mm-hmm. the future, but I think they, they stopped those due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But folks uh, who want to do that in the future can look out for it and um, make reservations for that. Super cool experience. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, what I love about these off-the-beaten-path places is that there's so many you can string together yeah. into, like, one trip. Because, totally. you know, like the Alver Desert, I, I was just talking to a friend about this. You know, a lot of people, they drive all the way out to the Alver Desert, and some some people kind of are like, oh, wow, it's a it's a playa. I drove all the way out here. For this. <laughs> it's a really cool spot. But, you know, it can be underwhelming for some people. But what I love to do is string together so many. So, I mean, you can head out to the Alver Desert and on the way stop at Steens Mountain, which is on this list, and Fort Rock and Glass Buttes. Um, there's so many places on this off the beaten path list that you can just make into a really cool, really busy road trip as you're going out into these really remote places. So I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, that's a really good point. There's like, you know, it might be hard to just say, go to Heart Mountain. And I guess I've never just gone to Heart Mountain. I've kind of gone there on the way to other things and it the long way, you know, but um, I think you could, you know, honestly, if you decided to use this list as a road trip, you could probably spend the next year visiting places in Oregon. Mm -hmm. So you might want to map it out a little bit better than that. You know, if anyone has like, I don't know, an old camper van uh, that they're willing to spare and, you know, bosses, if you folks are looking just for some really interesting, uh, you know, travel reporting, yeah. um, can make myself available uh, yeah. if needed. So, I could probably uh, help with that, too. If I could, if we could bring a one and a half year old along. Yeah, if we can bring the baby. I don't Educational. See Very educational. Mm-hmm. My exactly. goodness. So, Lizzie, one of the things you will want to introduce, note the segue here, your baby <laughs> to uh, over the course of her life here in Oregon, the kind of unique Oregon oddities, the only in Oregon category. I assumed I mean, you were just so going to say Enchanted Forest. I mean, go, go, go. <laughs> when, is uh, it, when is it too early to introduce your child to Enchanted Forest? I mean, for me, it's going to be the second it opens and I'm fully vaccinated, <laughs> I think. I mean, when I was a kid, I went to Enchanted Forest. As you can hear, I'm a longtime Oregonian and it's so good when you're a kid. And when you're an adult, it's just hilarious. I mean, it's great. It's kind of creepy and weird. And if you haven't been to the Enchanted Forest, I think you should go. I don't, I think if, even if you're an adult going by yourself, I went when I was in high school with my friends. That was like a fun thing for us to do. It's just the weirdest little theme park. And it's just off I-5 on the way to Salem. 
not a big deal. Just head to Enchanted Forest. Yeah, for those unfamiliar, it's like a fairy tale themed yeah. uh, small amusement park. Super cool, a little kooky, a little weird. Creepy. I think you could say creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got shades of like a roadside attraction to it, you know? Yeah. Um, sort of like a, a one man's dream kind of uh, situation, but super cool and fascinating. They suffered a little bit of damage from the uh, windstorms uh, over the winter time. So I, I hope that things are okay for them. But I think the idea is for them to reopen and have people back as soon as they can. Yeah, I think so too. I think they're not quite reopened yet, but I am assuming they're going to be because that's, that's their plan. Another one, if I'm allowed to come up with another one, Sea Lion Caves. Have you guys been to Sea Lion Caves? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were just talking oh, about yeah. Sea Lion Caves. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I guess you know, we kind of we haven't really talked about that part of the Oregon coast, the central Oregon coast, which is my favorite part of the Oregon coast for a lot of reasons. But Sea Lion Caves, I mean, Sea Lion Caves is literally exactly what it sounds like. It's a cave full of sea lions. <laughs> you pay to go down into this cave and they're so loud and they're just like, they're pretty gross, you know, but you're you're in a cave with like, so many sea lions. <laughs> it's like it's all in the name or something. It's all in the name. It's just there's nothing else really like it. I mean, I don't I can't think of another place. Maybe I'm hearing myself like I guess I like to see big animals in their natural habitat because it's just so surprising, you know. But yeah, sea lion caves near Florence, definitely check it out if you're ready for something weird. What people sleep on is how big that cave is. Oh, it's, it's huge. Not just like a little cave you're no. into. It is like enormous. Yeah. Oh, it's big and it's full of sea lions. <laughs> 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 well, Lizzie, we would be remiss to not round out a trio here. We've got big cave, we've got weird theme park. What else you got? One more and uh then we're going to have to cut it off. Okay, I'm looking I'm Going between Edgefield and Sylvia Beach Hotel. I think people know about Edgefield, so I'm going to tell you about the Sylvia Beach Hotel, just in case mm-hmm. people don't know about it. And it's another one on the coast. It's a little further north in Newport. It's a great place to visit. If you haven't visited Newport, you know, it's got some great beaches. And one of the things that I have in our essential list is the aquarium there, which mm-hmm. is really cool. doesn't have Keiko the orca there anymore, but... That was my childhood. <laughs> Still a lot of cool stuff you can see at the aquarium there. But the Sylvia Beach Hotel is this great old hotel that sits above Nye Beach, which is a, is a, a wonderful beach in Newport and not not really the central area of Newport. So people don't, visitors don't necessarily know to go there, but it's a great beach to, to go visit when you're in Newport. And it is themed, is author themed. So every room is themed after a different author. And it's like very intense with this theme. So you pick a room named after an author and the walls are painted in murals and there's books and it's a really sweet little hotel. And it's totally, you know, there's there's no screens and there's no Wi-Fi. So it's a really good place for reading books. I stayed there in the Ernest Hemingway room once Ooh. and it was a very cool experience. Uh, I remember it was in the wintertime and I sat up in there sort of the reading nook. Mm-hmm up in the top floor and a storm is blowing through oh. and just like shaking the hotel. And I think I was reading, I was rereading Harry Potter and it was like, you know, the, the last book and it was really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone around me was just like reading books and like stoking the fire. And it was just a, like such a beautiful communal experience. Yeah. It's so cozy so and, it. and it's a really sweet mm-hmm. place. And usually there's sort of a communal eating aspect to it too. I know that right mm-hmm. now they don't have that and I'm not hundred percent sure how the food situation is there, but, um, I just really love that part of the coast. I think everybody should go to that part of the coast. 
Man, Lizzie, yeah, you're tying in perfectly to an episode that we just put out there about the Central Oregon coast. This is a perfect oh. promo. So if you haven't, That's awesome. if you have not listened to that episode, go back in your feed and hear all about the Central Oregon coast. So I know that Jamie and I agree on the yes. the importance of the Central Oregon yes. coast. <laughs> Very much so. So Lizzie, we have one category left, and that is the mm-hmm. ingestibles category, the food and drink. Mm-hmm. And I want to get to that here in a second. But first, let's take a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking with Lizzie Acker, our friend and colleague here at the Oregonian and Oregon Live, all about the list of 100 Oregon things to do, see, eat, drink. Now that folks are, you know, hopefully, uh, encouragingly, Mm -hmm. getting close uh, to feeling safer to go out and about throughout the state. Lizzie, we have food and drink, the ingestibles category, left here for us on this part of the show. You've got all sorts of good options here listed. Oh, yeah. So many things. It's like 1130 a.m. We're getting close to lunchtime. (laughs) I have a couple of favorites, but I'm going to kick it to you here. What are what are a couple of yours? Well, I got to say snowcap driving. Oh, yeah. Again, in Central Oregon, I I love a cheeseburger and a milkshake. And snowcap is sort of this iconic place that you one of the first things you see when you drive into sisters oregon i I love sisters i love central oregon and i feel like you know it always takes a little while to get there and when you get there you get out and you get yourself a cheeseburger and a milkshake and you're like finally i'm here (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not super fancy but they got a lot of milkshake options and you're gonna want to get a milkshake can confirm a previous purchase of a milkshake at Snowcap <laughs> Drive-In. You did it right. See, you know, there's another one. I, I didn't write about this one, but Jeffy wrote about this one. She feels very passionately about this one, so I feel like I should let everyone know. Up with Donuts, which is a donut spot in Pendleton, and her contention is that it is better than any donut you'll get in Portland. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So that, that's, words right yeah, there. She feels very stuff. strongly about this. Um, and <laughs> She says here, let's see, you should get the peanut butter butterfly, which is the size of a small dinner plate coated with chocolate icing and sprinkled with crushed peanuts. Quote her, you'll need a nap after, but it'll be the happiest you've ever been. Wow, that's big. She's passionate about this. And and I know Jayathi is passionate about her treats, baked goods, etc. So that's a big statement. I would trust her. I would would also 100% trust that opinion. Yeah. Lizzie, why don't you give us one more from the ingestibles? One more from the ingestibles. Well, you know, I, again, we're going to come back to the big animals. This is not my favorite part of the coast, but in Astoria, if you go to Bowie Beer Company, see, I don't even like love beer, but going to Bowie is pretty cool because there's holes covered in plexiglass in the dining area that look down onto sea lions. So if you really want to round out your sea lion experience, you got to go to Bowie Beer. Yeah, Bowie is such a, a cool restaurant. The way it's situated right there on the docks on the, the mouth of the Columbia River. Mm-hmm. Uh, great spot for sunset oh, yeah. um, if you want to get like a little sunset dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's a little late this time of year, but gosh, definitely check out Bowie. Mm-hmm. 
Iconic. Yeah. Plus the sea lions. Oh, yeah. Gotta, Gotta plug the sea lions, 100%. Uh, <laughs> I don't I, really care about beer, but I do care about sea lions. Man, we're just full of good quotes today here on the show. I absolutely love it. Uh, that's how we're going to promote this whole episode here, just based around that quote, 100%. So we have rounded out, I don't know, a bunch of options here. But I'm curious here if we can go around and do a little bit of a lightning round. Everyone gets to okay. pick a couple of items here from any of the lists. You can include the Portland list if you want, Lizzie, though I don't have that one in front of me. So yeah, you don't um, I'm a little shorthanded, but not like, you know, I don't have a hundred <laughs> other options. Right. So Jamie, let's kick it to you here. What oh boy. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. What do you got here for a couple of lightning round items? Okay, just off the top of my head, I would say Glass Buttes is a really cool off-the-beaten-path spot just outside of Bend. It is a a big obsidian deposit where people can um, legally collect shards of obsidian. Super, super cool spot. No signs to get you there, so you kind of have to know where you're going. But, I mean, you can just find shards or big chunks of obsidian lying all over on the ground. Love Glass Buttes. And uh, one of the only in Oregon spots is the uh, Tamaslicht Cultural Institute. My apologies if I'm pronouncing that incorrect. It is a wonderful museum there in Pendleton near the casino there that the tribe runs. And it is a just a must-see museum for the indigenous history of Oregon and especially of Eastern Oregon. Um, anyone who lives here, I think, absolutely must go and check out that museum. Those are very good options. Lizzie, pick up where you left off here. Well, um, I'm going to say, you know what I'm going to say? Waldo Lake. Have you been to Waldo Lake? It is mm-hmm. a very amazing lake. It's no crater lake, but it may be better in some ways because you can you can paddle around it. It's um, in the Willamette National Forest. So that's a kind of a part of the state we haven't really covered in this podcast that today that much but is a really beautiful and remote part of Oregon and Lane County it is 420 feet deep and part of this impressive crater it is let's see well I mean I I guess what I would do at Waldo Lake is canoe around check out this amazing lake and bring bug spray because there's always bugs (laughs) and then if I'm gonna pick one more okay one more let me pick one more I'm gonna have to go back to Honeyman Campground and the Dunes. Honeyman Campground is in near Florence. Again, my favorite part of the coast. Uh, there are it's on Lake Cleowox, which is a beautiful lake. And on one side of the lake is sand dunes. On the other side is a forest. And there's also a Girl Scout camp that I went to and worked at. So that's probably part of my issue with loving it so much. It's a wonderful place. It's so beautiful. But you can swim in the lake which is something that you can't really do in the ocean, at least not for like fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then nearby is the dunes area, which is these just amazing sand dunes and beautiful wide open beaches um, near Florence. Another place that's great to see birds, but the kind of beaches that you just don't see other parts of the coast. Really, really beautiful place. I can come up with other adjectives besides beautiful, but just go there and then you can come up with some adjectives. Deal. That's what we're in for here. <laughs> I suppose my turn around uh, the lightning round here. D. Wright Observatory. Uh, are you folks familiar hey. with, with this destination here? Oh, yeah. Mm. This is kind of a unusual historic observatory perched atop, I believe it's the, the top, the high point of the uh, Mackenzie Highway in central Oregon, uh, roughly near the Sisters area. And when you get up there, uh, and you folks maybe can help me out with the description, but it is kind of this otherworldly big 
for lack of a better way of putting it, like lava field type yeah. deal um, with lava rock all over the place. You've got views out to the Cascades and you can actually, it's one of the Oregon scenic bikeways, which uh, folks may be familiar with. I believe we've talked about on the show before, and it's a great place to ride your bike up from maybe the community of sisters and just wind your way up this mountain pass to a high point, get these huge big views really gorgeous place i would Mm -hmm. say that solidly can be uh you know classified as an only in oregon type spot yeah it's such a crazy cool spot like there's just it's just not there's nothing like it i think when i was a kid i just just the way it looks it looks like a castle to me made out of lava rocks yeah that's a very good very good analogy there lizzie i mean there's so many more on this list here i mean just to go quickly we have Thor's Well out on the coast, Central Oregon coast, as we've talked about before. We've got the Deschutes River, can do any number of things paddling, rafting, fishing, you name it. You know, I've been out stand up paddle boarding on the Deschutes. I've been fly fishing on the Deschutes. I've been rafting on the Deschutes. There is so much goodness to be had there. I didn't even mention the Wallawas. You got to go to the Wallawas. The Wallawas, we haven't even touched on. You know, <laughs> my gosh. I mean, I know Jamie's had some great trips to the Wallawas. I've had, uh, Kind of sadly, only one, but it was a very great trip mm-hmm. to the Wallawas. Lizzie, it mm-hmm. sounds like you've got good connections out there. We took a wild trip there when I was about in third grade that ended with <laughs> there was a big storm and we we like packed in on horses. You can wow. ride pack horses up. Yeah, it was it was really fun. All right, folks. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on the show here today. That was a heck of a lot of fun. So many good choices here. And uh, of course, you can see all of them, plus the bonus Portland section. When this story, this list, this compilation comes out on OregonLive.com slash travel here in a couple of weeks. Jamie, heck of a lot of fun. Jim, just so much good stuff here and so much good fodder for folks who are looking to get out and explore Oregon this summer. Like I said before, those uh, off-beaten path stuff, string together a few of these, you know, really go see a good number of them on one road trip. It's a really nice way to go see parts of the state that we have not explored before. Very much so, Jamie. Well, Jim, I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to checking out the places on this list that I have not seen, believe it or not. Still plenty of spots in Oregon that are out there to check out and uh, explore. Yeah, I mean, our our state is huge. uh, And Jamie, I mean, as we've talked about here on the show before, I'm still ticking through some of even the more signature places. Uh, You know, I've I've Mm -hmm. been here, lived in Oregon six years, just a hair over six years, and still know that I have so much to see, so much to do in this state, in this region. And Jamie, I'm very thankful for all of these destinations and a list to wrap them up, because let's be honest, it can be a little unwieldy sometimes. And stringing together a road trip, it's fun to be able to see some suggestions along the way. Absolutely, Jim. Absolutely. I'm just super grateful for all these places here. So until next time, folks, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show, and if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Dave Killen. 
Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.